physicians spend years in medical school, residency, and fellowship to learn how to care for patients. Rarely do they learn how to care for themselves as they should. And physician burnout, physician turnover, well, frankly, it's on the rise. Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizient. And on this episode of our award-winning podcast, I welcome a fellow physician who has discovered a new fulfillment and purpose in her life and who shares this approach with us. Cecilia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me here, Tom. I'm very excited to be here. As are we. So tell us about your background and what you do currently. Absolutely. So I am an emergency medicine physician by training, practiced emergency medicine for 23 years, still practicing clinically, but no longer in emergency medicine, now more in occupational health medicine. But in addition to that, a few years ago, after suffering some burnout myself, started my own company called Marpay LLC. And that is what I'm working on currently. How exciting. So physician heal thyself is something we say to each other, but quite frankly, never do. I mean, physician self-care is often completely disregarded by our colleagues. And why do you think that is? It's really multifactorial. Some of it is reported as lack of time, guilt, family demands. Some of it really is concern for litigation or regulatory changes if they seek help because there have been some presidented cases with that. But a lot of it really, as I sort of alluded to before, is self-imposed. We come into medicine because we see ourselves or we want to be the helpers. And it's really hard for us to be the helpies, to be the ones asking for help. It's safe to say that we are competitive by nature. The system makes us that way. Is that part of it? Absolutely. When we all come into medical school, we are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We want to do the best for the people that we want to serve. And then we're off to the races. And the way that we are trained, it is all about trying to be the best, prove that you're the best. And if you show any weakness, then you are not the best. And so we hold ourselves back from ever asking for help or showing that we are anything but perfect. You know, I couldn't agree more. And when you and I first met, I brought up an example that happened to all of us. I mentioned when I was doing my sub-internship year as a fourth-year medical student, it was a DKA case. It was the end of the day. The resident handed me the Washington manual and said, okay, this patient needs to be euglycemic and can't have any hypokalemia or hypomagnesemic in the morning when I come in here. And if they do, you're weak. <laughs> and I'm curious if this all just adds to dysfunctionality, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is how most of us have been trained. Unfortunately, I mean, I think the medical school system has tried to make a difference and change the culture somewhat, but it is so very much ingrained that that is really how we all feel. And we believe that if we don't know everything perfectly, we're just not good enough. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Do you think the pandemic made this worse? Yes and no. I think the issues, again, have been longstanding, really since the outset of medicine as we know it. That being said, I think the pandemic brought this out to the forefront. It was the tipping, it was the needle um, that 
camel's back that just broke the back and we're all really seeing all of the effects of everything that's been present for many, many years. My next question is, how is this affecting the industry? But I can't imagine it's just on one level. So how has this affected the industry? The effect is really tremendous. I mean, we are currently in a healthcare burnout crisis. And what this means is it's this repetitive cycle. This burnout is not new. We've been facing burnout. Physicians have been facing burnout for years and years. The pandemic brought this out to the daylight, exacerbated it some, and now we're here. But in addition to that, now because of the pandemic, there's been a lot of physicians quitting their jobs. So there's significant amount of shortages. And so what that means for those of us that have remained in the healthcare system is that now there is more work. And so the burden of overwork is even higher. And so that level of burnout becomes higher. And then the cycle just continues to repeat itself. Is this generational or does it make it worse by the generations? I don't really think that it's generational. I think that these issues, if you look, for example, at suicide rates in medicine, suicide rates in medicine have been nearly double that of the general population for decades. So what that tells me is that the duress that physicians face or feel has been present for decades. What I think is different from this generation is that all of that duress that has existed for so long is still there. And now we just faced a major pandemic, something we had never seen ever, a global pandemic of this size, and the physician shortages. And now the new generation of physicians are looking at life a little differently than we did 25 or 30 years ago when we started. And so all of this is creating a great amount of change all at once. And this is why I think it feels so critical. Is it affecting any particular specialty worse? For instance, I'm a general internist, but I'm just seeing a bunch of my fellow primary care physicians just outright leaving the industry. For sure, data, I mean, a lot of studies have been done on this so far, and most data points to the fact that it's the frontline physicians that are being affected the most. So internal medicine, pediatrics, family medicine, emergency medicine. As an ER doc, I look at the numbers for ER docs, and the rate of burnout amongst emergency medicine physicians is about 60 to 65%. I mean, that's huge. That being said, I think that we're soon, or if not already, beginning to see those numbers also rising amongst the subspecialists. Because you can imagine, it only makes sense that as these primary care physicians are decreasing in numbers, what ends up happening is that some of the more simpler things that those primary care physicians might be able to take care of, like just regular diabetes or arthritis, or now they're not around. And so more of those cases are being referred out to the specialists, which means their burden of work is also increasing, which means that the complex patients that they really are meant to be taken care of are waiting longer and longer. And so this just propagates the lack of accessibility, patient dissatisfaction, and all of this builds into that moral injury that as physicians we're facing because we feel like we can't take care of the people that really need our care the most. 
And I actually see this going into multiple years because I was quite frankly downfounded about all the ED residence spots that were open when frankly, this was probably one of the most competitive residencies to get into as little as three or four years ago. Yes. Yeah. And I do think that that is certainly a big effect from the pandemic. During the pandemic, a lot of residents were taken off rotations. Medical students weren't allowed to do ER rotations. And what they were hearing and seeing from the news and the media and just others at large, frankly, was scary. And so I think it really caused a lot of these potential future ER docs to think twice about whether or not that that was the specialty for them. So it's affecting the industry. It's affecting us as a field, if you will, it's fellow physicians. It's affecting everyone, frankly, if you think about it. So how do we overcome this? That is the question, right? Right. (laughs) How do we overcome this? Again, there's not one answer. How we overcome this is really multifactorial. One thing that I have to say that I'm very encouraged by having attended uh, several conferences and listening to webinars and all of that this year is hearing healthcare leaders talk about the awareness that they now have about the need of engaging with physicians and their staff members in ways that allow them to really express themselves using empathy and creativity and working together to come up with innovative solutions. So that for sure is very, very encouraging. Where I think the gap still exists is in the how, because awareness for all of us, right? And anything that we want to do, we want to change how we do anything. Awareness is only 20% of that change in order for us to actually manage to be different, to do something differently, it takes 80% of work. And so this is where the next step comes in. Healthcare leaders, healthcare organizations figuring out, okay, I know I want to be empathetic. I know I want to engage differently. How do I do that? And training themselves to do that. And then in the midst of that, that of course plays into then coming up with innovative solutions. It's not a one solution or one answer fits every institution or every physician. Cecilia, great discussion, and we'll continue it in our next episode. And to our listeners, you can contact Dr. Cruz at our email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me at our email. Modern Practice Podcast at VisiantInc.com. We've posted a link in our resource section. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now, I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thanks for listening.